0: Hello and welcome to The Pal Podcast. I am your host, hannah Lorraine Bowers, and this is the show where we talk about the personal and professional growth of creatives. And when I say we, I sometimes mean me alone in my room, like today, and sometimes a friend or pal who is doing cool things with their art and their community. This podcast exists because I want you, whoever you are, to love yourself and your life and your art and call me crazy. But I think that that is possible. For us all. And it's more possible the more people who believe it's possible and are committed to showing others that it is possible too. So it's a community effort out here. And if you're new to PAL, welcome. We are happy to have your unique, talented self in our community. Today, we are talking about a hot topic for all artistic folk, no matter what your medium or craft or practice is, and that's the creative process. When I say the creative process, what do you think of? And I'm going to guess from personal experience and through working with others and talking about their personal experiences that you have maybe a complicated relationship with it because creating is an emotional act and the process of bringing something to completion from nothing gives opportunity for every emotional nuance to reveal itself. And creating is a vulnerable act. So that makes things very complicated too. So we've taken this personal, intimate act and we throw stories about ourselves into the mix, what we think we're capable of, who we think we are, what we think we're worth. And it can get messy, can't it? We want it to be fun. We want it to be 100% fun, the creative process. Oh, and it can be, you know, in some ways. But like I said, there's just room, you know, for it to get sensitive and maybe we can learn to have fun with that. I don't know. We'll see. I have a lot to say about it. And hopefully through this conversation today, I can organize some of this creative chaos of the process to help create a healthier relationship with ourselves in our creative processes and ultimately find our flow which that's what I want to do in the creative process is just flow with it. Like I said, we don't know what emotions are going to come up. There's going to be some comfortable ones. There's going to be some uncomfortable ones because we're growing. We're learning. We're trying something new. But can we navigate that? Can we navigate that in an authentic and compassionate way? I think that's where we might find our flow in being present with that and being – Positive with that, positive with that in the way that I define it, which you can listen to the episode about that, how I define positivity, um, not as just blind hope, you know, but as something that recognizes pain when it's around and what we choose to do with that. So I did a little bit of research and asked creatives that I work with and some folks on Instagram, maybe you were one of them, what part of the creative process was the greatest challenge for them? And I saw three common answers. Time, getting stuck, and the biggest one, can you guess it? I'll give you a second. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. What is it going to be? What's going to be? Perfectionism. Ugh. Yeah, of course, right? That's so relatable. So let's dig into these and see what's going on under them. And I can share some tips for dealing with them and some of the perspective that I have on it for whatever it's worth, you know, take what works, leave what doesn't. That's what Adrian of Yoga with Adrian taught me. All right, so let's go. First things first, time, right? That issue. A lot of us are very busy, And maybe our art isn't our full or even part-time job. You know, it's a long road to get to that place. But ultimately, you know, whatever relationship we have with it, we want to do it more. Or maybe when it comes time to sit down to do it, we're not in the mood to do it. So we don't do it. And in its own way, that feels like not having enough time to do it because it's not just the time. It's having the right time. It's having when I do have the moment, everything's got to be aligned in the moment. So if your challenge is not having time to create, how can you make the time? And I know some of you are saying, Hannah, it's not that easy. And if it was, I would be making the time. I know. And some of you are also saying, Hannah, I know. You're right. I keep not making the time. So whichever person you are, there are suggestions for you. There are options. First is putting creative time into your schedule. If you're a calendar or planning person, literally mark off a day or time that you can put into your calendar and commit to that like you would a meeting for your job or hanging out with your friend. So if you're that kind of person, just put it in your calendar, do it for you. And if you're more go with the flow, you know, just make a mental note of the times that you're most available to be creative or you know, just do whatever you want and promise yourself that you're going to start using that time so that when it comes up, you're like, oh, I have some free time. I could get creative. I promised myself that when I had this time, I was going to get creative. Here I am. I'm going to do it. You know, maybe I'm generally free Tuesday evenings and then come Tuesday evening, get your creative gears moving because you're you're going to make a change. Tuesday evening is never going to be the same again. Now, another thing that I recommend with this is actually taking stock of how you are spending your time currently. So look back at today or yesterday and write down everything that you did, everything. And then look back at that list and say, is everything that I did worth my time? First, first of all, that's the first question. And is there any opportunity for you to squeeze in or trade something else that you're doing with creating? If time is your greatest struggle, look at how you're spending it and just become aware and then see what you can do with that. See if there's something that you can move around. Maybe you only have one hour a week to be creative. Okay, that's better than no hours. Go for it. Give yourself the grace of taking baby steps into adjusting to your schedule. Because if you're not doing anything creative right now, it's going to be a change. It's a change to your habit. It's a change to your routine. And that is difficult. We are creatures of habit and it is hard to make changes to our habits. But a second thing that might be helpful is to have a dedicated creative space, someplace that makes you feel inspired. It doesn't have to be a whole separate room, but just some sort of intentional creation to make a space feel more authentic to you and inspired. For example, let's say you work a day job in the same place that you make music. How can you make this space feel different when you're done with work? Just little things. What little things can you do? Can you close your browser? Can you light a candle? Can you put on a playlist that just makes you feel different when you're done with work? Can you do a five-minute body scan or meditation to clear your mind of all the work things that day? Go on a walk and kind of reset yourself so when you come back to the space, you feel a little bit different too. So that makes your space feel different. My creative space is my bedroom. And I do everything in there. I sleep, I work, I create, I exercise, I meditate, I do yoga, I watch TV, I read, I do everything that I do in this space. But I make sure to set the vibe for whatever I'm doing so my body and my mind know it's time for that thing. And I've filled my room with creative things that inspire me always. And they're just always up. Stickers and posters, photos of friends, artwork, books. My space is always creative. And even if I'm not always creating, it just makes me feel good to be in a space like that. And, you know, sometimes I decide, oh, I'm going to do, you know, something in the living room so that when I come back to, to my room, I'm like refreshed and I'm like, ah, look at this beautiful space that I intentionally created around the things that make me feel like me, like my best self. So having a creative space can help you create the time. And on to tip number three for this category. And this is for the people that may have the time, but it doesn't always feel right, which is like a huge thing. I see it all the time and I've been there. And my advice for this and You know, don't hate me for saying it, but just do it anyway. Give it a try. Create anyway. If you're never finding yourself in the right headspace and that's your biggest challenge, how long are you going to wait until it feels right? And maybe you've been doing this so long that you don't even remember what it's like for it to feel right. Or you don't know what it's like for it to feel a little right. And then if you were to follow that, you would feel it more, actually. Or maybe you're just trained to believe that it'll never be right. So, how long are you going to let that get in your way? Because you're not creating, you're not doing it. Not to be harsh, but you know what I mean? It's like you got to try something at some point. And it's your choice at the end of the day. If you want it to be right, and so you're just going to wait until it does, be my guest, make that decision. But weigh the costs and benefits of you not creating and holding yourself back because of this rightness or trying it out and it not being perfect. You know, just look at that decision-making process. And I know I sound biased when I'm saying this, and I don't mean to, because I don't know what's best for you. And you know what choice is best for you. And I believe that if you know what that is, that you are right. You know, Um, I just feel passionately about it because I have seen this happen dozens of times to just dozens of people that they're getting in their own way. So maybe that's not you you know, do your thing. This, not everything needs to apply to everybody. I just wanted to make that clear. Sometimes we just need a little nudge to get started. And then, you know, other options open up and we feel different suddenly. It's like, oh, I wasn't feeling creative, but I, you know, promised myself that I would draw today. So I wasn't feeling inspired, but then I started drawing. And something happened when I started doing that. And then I started feeling creative. And then I started feeling inspired. You're not going to know what's going to change, you know, and it can change. That's the thing about like our patterns is when we change our decisions, our behaviors and our actions, our thoughts and our feelings change too. I didn't know if you've noticed that, but if you change what you're doing, you can change how you're feeling. And then maybe pair this with tip number two. See if there's anything that you can do for your physical or mental space that would make you feel more inclined to create when you don't feel like it. And I just, I dare you, I double dog, triple dog, dare you to create if you have the time and you want to create more. And in that, you're gonna find what works and you're gonna find what doesn't, like with every experience. Because not creating isn't going to get you any closer to figuring that out. And some of you are saying, Hannah, how do I even... Start. What does starting mean? And it's going to be different for whatever craft that you're working on. You can really start anywhere. And I think that that's overwhelming for some people. So if we can start anywhere, anytime, we don't start at all, right? Maybe some of you have heard that before. So just pick somewhere and start there. Here's some examples of places you could start. You could do a brainstorm, a plan, a design, actually, you know, doing the thing. If you're an artist, maybe you just, You get out the pencils, the paints, and you just start making something, you know. But throw away that the idea that what you're creating has to go anywhere. You know, that's a huge part of it. Don't pressure yourself. It doesn't have to go anywhere. The more that we create just to create, the easier and more fun and flowing it's going to be. So before you start inhibiting yourself with thoughts of this isn't like what I usually make or this doesn't make sense or this is bad... Just keep creating for the sake of doing it. There's something so important about just getting that flow started, that energy moving. All that matters is that it's moving. If it's not moving, it's not going anywhere. Nothing's changing. It doesn't matter where it's moving to, how well it's moving. It just needs to move through you. So let it. And a bonus tip that I want to add to that, that you could add to any of these, is do it with a friend. If you can't make the time for yourself, but you can commit to somebody else, just leverage that to make artistic plans with friends because this is pal and we're all about doing things with our pals. Okay. On to the next one. Time. Check. Getting stuck. Perhaps this is writer's block. Perhaps it's not knowing what to do next. Perhaps it's not knowing how to do what you want to do next. Either way, you're stuck somewhere. And when we're in this place, all our options go out the window and we become frozen. We believe that there's truly no way around whatever this obstacle is. Or maybe we try the same things and it keeps not working and we get really frustrated. And this is very normal. It could happen with everything that you work on. But it can also bring beautiful things. Because it encourages us to try something different. It engages a part of our creativity and gives us fresh ideas that we wouldn't have come up with if we have not been challenged to do so. It's not your fault that you're stuck. So let, let's just address that. If you're writing that story in your head about how your stuckness is a result of your failures as a person, sorry, I hate to break it to you. That's not your fault. You're just a human being. Your art is not taking it out on you for not being a good enough artist. As a matter of fact, this stuckness is making you a better artist because creative blocks are opportunities for creative solutions. If you don't feel like you can create your art, how can you create a solution to the obstacle that you're facing in creating your art. That's still creativity. That's still that energy. That's still that flow. It's still, we're keeping it moving just in a different way. Are there actually options that you're not seeing that a shift in perspective might introduce? At the same time, maybe you've been working at this too hard for too long and what you actually need can be found in rest or just putting it down or taking a break. If you feel like your energy around creating has felt very forceful and it's not generating the result that you need, do something that's a bit more gentle, more natural. Back to that flow, more flowing energy. Flowing energy isn't forced. It's just allowed. It's hard to know when to keep trying or when to give it a break, for sure. Especially if you're deciding if the piece of art you're working on is even worth the mental turmoil of this block. And if it's not worth it, just finish it and make it bad and call it a day because then at least you finished it. You can always come back and edit it later, right? If you decided that you want it to be better. So it's okay to, to just make it bad. It's just a good habit to build to keep that energy flowing. For me, I finish almost every song that I write, even if I hate it, because that means I'm more likely to finish the songs that I love. I've trained that muscle in me. The other thing to consider is how often do you give up when you hit this stuck place? If you have a habit of throwing in a towel when you don't know what to do next, you got to start finishing your work. And like I said, we can't care how good it is. The first step in breaking that habit is just finishing it. Keep going. Don't make it perfect. Don't stop yourself. Don't get in your own way. Don't say, no, that won't work. If you know improv comedy, you know the biggest rule is to say yes and. So start yes anding yourself to get a piece of art done. You might make some weird decisions, but the more yeses that you make along the way, the closer you'll get to being done. And once you start doing it, you'll apply that muscle to all your projects. And your half-assed attempts are actually going to be pretty good. Because you're building the skill. You're just leveling up everywhere. Another thing to try for this is to engage a different part of your creative mind for a bit. If you're stuck on mixing your kick drum, let's say, try arranging a horn part. I'm not saying you'll use it for the song, but just use a different part of your brain before coming back to that kick drum. And maybe you do something that has nothing to do with art. Maybe you go for a walk, or you cook yourself a meal, or you solve a crossword puzzle. You do the wordle. You call your mom. Use a different part of your brain and you're more likely to see some new options for yourself when you come back to what you were doing before. The creative process should be fun, right? Like I said, we want it to be fun. We love what we do. We want to love what we do. We want to have fun doing what we love. And if you feel like it's becoming too much of a headache, go have some fun real quick. Stock back up on what this experience is supposed to be about. And maybe you'll find some way to make getting out of your current stuck zone For example, I was stuck on this song of mine called Ritz Carlton, perhaps you know it, and I was getting really frustrated trying to come up with the right bass sound for it. I seriously, I put so much energy and anger and frustration and force into finding the right sound. And I was so Angry about it that I began listening to everything through the lens of I'm going to hate this because I just build up this like hate and anger habit about it. And it was miserable. So I just stopped trying to create it. And I put that kind of forcing energy on hold and I did something fun. I listened to some music that I liked to find some inspiration for what bass sounds I could use. And it was a very fun time. And remembering that as an artist and as a producer, I need to have fun making this music because I want people to have fun listening to this music. And just that little activity alone gave me the inspiration that I need to change my entire headspace around this block. And then I had fun. The activity of searching for sounds became fun when, like, 20 minutes ago I was hating it. So, We're just silly little things and and, and little things like that really can affect us. We don't have to make this big, grand, life-altering change. You know, sometimes it's just... Little things like that. When we're super fixated on something not working, we're almost preparing for ourselves for it not to work. And that's not fun. And that doesn't feel good. So we can start asking ourselves the question of how can I make this fun? And just see what happens. And speaking of making things fun, another solution to getting stuck is sharing your work with another person. So if you don't know what to do next or how to make it work or what bass sound to use call a friend, just like we talked about in the first challenge of time. It's not a game of who wants to be a millionaire. You don't only have three lifetimes. You have unlimited options to call a friend. So use them. There's no shame in that game. You do not have to finish this on your own, and it's not going to make you cooler or better than anybody if you do. It's just going to make it harder on yourself, but it's up to you. The amazing power of calling a friend. It's a lot why therapy is so awesome because you explain all of your things to somebody and they just say it back to you in different words. And then you're like, oh, that's what I said. That's what's going on. That's how I feel. What? But you're doing that with your art. And working with others in an artistic way is just fun. So... Let it be fun. And if you don't know I had a creative friend that you can call on in times like this, I just so happen to know a community of creatives called Pal. Uh, it's the community that I run. It's the podcast that, that you're listening to. It's me. So you can just send us a message and, you know, we can introduce you to people who would love to help for sure. Because believe it or not, people actually want to support you and they don't think less of you for it. Like, People love supporting people. It's in our nature. People want you to do well. But it's hard to know that without asking. And I I know that can be very scary for some people. But give it a try. Try something new. Because like what we talked about, if you don't do the thing, you're not going to find out the answer to the thing. If you're trying to solve a problem by not doing anything about the problem, you're not going to figure out what you need to do to solve the problem. There might be somebody out there who loves doing what you hate. Accountants, for example... People genuinely love doing taxes. What? Great. Do my taxes. And it's even more fun stuff than taxes, right? Because this is art. And there's so much nuance to art. You'd be amazed the kind of talent roaming around waiting to be discovered and utilized and the people waiting to be collaborated with. And you can just help each other shine. So if you get stuck, explore your options. These are just a few options that I have identified. But get into that practice of... What are my options here? There's definitely things that you cannot see in this moment and that's okay because one moment you will and it'll all click and it'll make sense and you'll realize, oh, I had to go through this to understand that and everything is connected and working out and silly me, I thought it wasn't working out because it was my fault and everyone was against me and oh, that was wrong. I know. I know. I've been there. I've said literally all those things and I've learned time and time again. I just wait for the moment that it makes sense. And for me, when it makes sense is when I let go of the need for it to make sense and I just live and I just am aligned and authentic and doing that thing that I keep saying, having fun. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. You don't think that having fun and being yourself can give you the answers, but I don't know. That's an option too, right? All right. We're down to the final obstacle, and this is the one that I've heard about the most that is potentially the hardest creative block to deal with, and that is perfectionism. And I've sprinkled themes about it throughout this episode, the inability to start or keep going or say something's done because it needs to be perfect. Why does it need to be perfect? Just ask yourself that question first. And what's going to happen if it's not perfect? What's your actual fear there? Maybe it's just because you care about your art so much and you want to do it justice. I get that. Maybe it's because you feel this art is an extension of yourself and if it's not perfect, you're not perfect. And we have all sorts of stories tied up in our minds about that, right? Am I right? Traumas and beliefs rooted in this constant need to be perfect because of a fear that something bad might happen if it's not. And that is valid. That is okay. It's okay to have that fear I'm sure you have it for a good reason. You're trying to protect yourself. That's why it's there. But we have to look at that protection. In this protection of myself and my art, in what ways is it limiting me? What part of this protection do I need? Because we do need to be protected. We need to know when that fear is, you know, super valid and it's not okay to do things. But has it gone a little too far? Are there any parts that it has seeped into that it doesn't make sense and it's actually now limiting me? Because if you want to create more and you're saying perfectionism is your biggest block, you know that you want to confront it and work past it. If that's your block, you got to work with it. You got to work with what you got. Look at it. Make your relationship with it. Hello, perfectionism. Nice to meet you. I have some preconceived notions about you. I've heard a lot about you on the street, a lot of gossip, a lot of bad things. I don't think too highly of you, you know, You've got a bad reputation, but get to know your perfectionism. When we know why we're experiencing it, we're afraid of something, that fear is trying to keep us out of harm's way, right? That's your why for not moving forward. So now ask yourself, what's your why for moving forward? Why do you want to create? Instead of thinking about why not to create, why do you want to actually do it and create? What would that bring you? What emotions and experiences are on the other side of that wall? What if we replaced the why of stopping ourselves with the why of supporting ourselves? So I've already shared a few related tips to this, right? Just doing it and editing it later. Calling up a friend to help us get out of our own heads about it. Set up your stage or space for creating. And now I want to introduce you to perfectionism's kryptonite. Imagine perfectionism as the boss in the final level of this video game and it's big and scary and strong and hard to take down and you're trying so hard to fight it and perfectionism loves when you fight it. It is feeding off of your fear. It's the reason that it exists. What's the opposite of fear? Love. How can you connect to the love of creating again? by, here's that word again, having fun by remembering it's supposed to be fun. If you can look at that perfectionism boss dead in the eye and say, I don't give a shadoodle about what you think because I'm just here to have a good time. You're going to take all the power away from that guy. And then What happens when we connect to the love of creation and when we have fun doing what we love, we remember what it's like to be authentic. That's another weapon against that boss. We got two new moves that we just learned. Oh, I can use my love. I can use my authenticity. That boss hates to see us being authentic because it means that we have a strength in knowing who we are. And if we know who we are, we're not going to be afraid of what other people might think or say that we are. Make your art and make it you and make it for you and make it because you love making it, make it because it's fun making it, and then do all those things all the time and practice them. It's a practice. These things, it sounds hard. You're not used to doing this. You're used to, you know, thinking these things that are holding you back and acting in alignment with the things and the feelings that are holding you back. We're just practicing making a change. And love yourself in the practice of making that change. Like take perfectionism out of this part of it too. You don't have to make that change perfectly. It is hard. I know. Give yourself some grace. Because this practice is training you against this boss. Having fun creating authentically with love every day and get stronger and stronger. So that when perfectionism creeps up, you're like, okay, I see you. I hear you. I know you're coming from a real place of concern, but I don't need you because I've practiced creating. And whether you're here or not, I'm going to keep doing it. So it's just the greatest antidote to perfectionism. Getting in your way is just creating every day and building that muscle, and practicing. And the stakes will become so much lower because you have an abundance of creativity. There's not a need to turn everything that you make into something high quality that you release to the world that you're proud of, the most proud of, greatest thing you've ever made. That's too much pressure. No wonder that you're dealing with perfectionism, you know, telling ourselves everything that we create needs to be perfect. So just start creating every day without the need for it to turn into anything. And some things are gonna turn out great. I truly believe it, I bet it. One of the greatest things that I ever did for myself as a songwriter is what my songwriting professor told me in college. He said, if you wanna be a great songwriter, write a song first thing in the morning, every day before you do anything else. So every day for months, I took my guitar outside with a glass of water, no breakfast, no coffee, no phone, And I wrote songs. And it was great to do that first thing because it's before the noise of the world creeps in. It's breaking a habit in our minds of our routine. And when we're in our routines, we're likely to think the same thoughts. And if you're dealing with perfectionism regularly, you need to create before your routine kicks into gear. So I wrote a song every morning and my songwriting muscle grew. And then I committed to, okay, if I'm going to start a song, I'm going to finish it. Right then, right there. I'm going to force myself to. I love the songs that I write and some of them are amazing, but they're only amazing because I let myself write shitty ones too. And I write a lot of bad songs, okay? They never see the light of day. But I promise you, I write them. The reason that I believe my songs are great is because I allow some of them to not be great. And apply that to your art if you want, if this is resonating with you. Let some of your art not be great and not have it mean anything about you because your ego doesn't need the art to be great. You already accept yourself. You already love yourself. You're like, my art doesn't mean anything about me. And it's cool when your art is great, but you can't rely on that. Creating art is a temporary state of mind. And if I spend one hour writing a song during this one day and I do so many other things during that day and during that week, will I let the quality of that song define the quality of my day or the quality of my week does the person I am have anything to do with that song did the person show up and do her best (laughs) you know sounds kind of cheesy but like I freaking bet she did give yourself some more credit you know start to reframe your thoughts about yourself and your art because these tips that I'm sharing are going to be helpful in that a general tip I want to give in this creative process practice is optimism, not optimism as in looking on the bright side of things, but the practical definition of recognizing that you have a choice, that you have options, option, optionism, you know, not optimism, but optionism. If your goal is to create more, what options do you have to do that? Get to know your obstacles. What options do you have for going around them? Start with this exercise, this practice of there is always a way for me to move forward, even if it's not exactly what I want. It can lead to what you want. It can lead you to something else that you didn't even know you want, but you want it even more. You need it even more. And then just commit. Commit to yourself. Commit to your art. Like we talked about earlier, get so strong in your why for creating that truly nothing can get in your way. Use that why as the energy that you need to act. Use your why to answer the question, how? And the more we let ourselves just do it anyway, anyway at all, we're doing it rather than the perfect way, the more forward motion we can take toward our goals. But we can't let the fear keep us in the same place we're in because we don't like that place. And the easiest thing that you can do when you're not sure what to do is talk to somebody. Whether you just want some reflection or feedback, or maybe you want some actual advice, it's the easiest tool that we have available. To all of us, you do not have to do this alone. There are so many other tips and techniques and things that I could get into, but I'm just gonna leave it here for now. Just give you a little taste of the creative process. There's always room for another episode to continue these conversations. That's why we have them. We keep the flow flowing. And if there's something that you got out of today, I want you to connect to that really quick and commit there's that word again to taking an action. For yourself this week? What can you do for yourself that's going to get you to create more? And if you'd like, you can message me on Instagram and let me know what that is, and we can talk about it. You can reach us at the PAL community on Instagram. So just send me a message on there and let's talk about how the creative process is working for you because I love talking about this stuff. Thank you for listening today. Super exciting news that I have to share is that PAL has its very first partner. They are a company called GeoMetro Party, or GEO for short, which stands for Good Energy Only. We love another uh, three-letter acronym company that's based in positivity. Uh, They are a super cool company that makes skateboards and streetwear apparel. You might have seen them in Urban Outfitters before um, or other stores. You might have seen their Instagram before. They post amazing videos and content showing people skating and increasing visual representation of people that are not often equally represented in skateboarding. So we love that equality. They throw amazing punk shows, and they're all about building a creative community and here in LA at that. So maybe I'll see you at an event there sometime. But what they are doing for us, and and that means you, you and me, um, is they're giving us a discount code on their skateboards and their apparel. So if you have been wanting to learn to skateboard for a long time, and maybe you're not um, keen on investing too much money in that, you can get an amazing deal on a complete setup skateboard from Geo. So, highly recommend that. You can also just grab some cool clothes too if that's more your vibe. If you go to the link in our show notes or on our Instagram link tree um, and you use the code PAL Community, all caps, PAL Community, uh, you can go ahead and use that code and buy up some stuff, support a cool local company doing great things for the community. And speaking of cool communities hosting events in Los Angeles, I'm putting together an event. Yay. Next event in LA that will be happening in November. It's been several months since I had an in-person event because we started the EQ creative online course that has been going. It's still going. Um, that was a 12 week program and we are in our final three weeks and that is going so amazingly, I just might do it again. Um, And you could listen to the episode where I talk about that and see if you're interested in doing like some something like that again. Um, But yes, our in-person event, something is happening in November. I will post about it on Instagram. It will also be on our website if you're off the grid. Does off the grid mean like social media or like off the internet? Because if you're off the grid, are you off your phone at all? I don't know how you're going to know if you're off the grid. Anyway, it's going to be on Instagram and our website, thepalcommunity.com, when it's live. Um, I'm also still learning to make t-shirts, and I've been making some mistakes and learning. And soon enough, I'll have the very first authentic pal DIY T, and then the second one, and then the third one, and then so on and so forth. And until the next episode, I hope you all take care of yourselves and have fun creating the life of your dreams, because you deserve it. You really do. I'll talk to you later. Peace out day.